welcome to the Global Band Room, a podcast that brings you stories, news and great guests from across the world of wind, brass and marching band. My name is Keith Kelly and I'm a band director and musician from the west coast of Ireland. Each episode I sit down with band musicians and directors from across the world to talk about their stories, their bands, the lessons they've been given and the lessons that they give and how they're making an impact on their bands and communities. Before we start, you can find out more about the podcast and the people and stories that we feature over at bandsofireland.com forward slash the global band room. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at the global band room. And now on with the show. Welcome back to the Global Band Room. My name is Keith Kelly. Uh, later on in the episode, I am going to be talking with Jessica Harris, who is a music therapist here in Ireland and has uh, many clients, including the Royal Irish Academy of Music. And we are going to be talking about a new segment on the show, which will be happening every Thursday, uh, where we talk about well-being, health and mental health issues, uh, which is I suppose, particularly important right now at the moment, given the world that we're living in. Obviously, we'll be doing that in the context of a band world and a music education world, how music can help, how it can be a challenge, maybe. Uh, I know a lot of music educators and parents, uh, you know, I'm, I'm both uh, out there finding music might be challenging right now at the moment to try and fit into their into their lives. And so we're going to talk about different ways that we can include music in our lives where it becomes a help rather than a hindrance. Now, if you're not aware, I record most of these interviews um, via a live stream, uh, which happens on Facebook. So if you're interested in catching any of the interviews and maybe interacting and asking questions to any of the guests that we have, you can head over to facebook.com forward slash the global band room. And then you can also join our Facebook group then as well, where over a thousand band people from around the world have joined and we share ideas and uh, just generally have a little bit of banter there in a world where we're not actually able to get to our own band rooms right now at the moment. So that's our Facebook page and our Facebook group. Head over and like those today and you'll be able to interact a little bit more with us. This week I will be interviewing Christopher Philander from South Africa, now living in Rwanda. Uh, He was part of the South African Army Band and has been teaching in Rwanda for a number of years. So really interested to talk to him tonight, Monday. Uh, And on Thursday I'll be talking to Tim Hinton, who runs the Marching Roundtable over in the US. Um, The Marching Roundtable is a media channel. It does masterclasses and webinars all about sort of uh, learning to improve your marching band and improve your marching band show. Uh, he interacts with a lot of people from the BOA, Bands of America, and the drum corps world. Really super interesting guy, so I'm hoping that uh, you all enjoy that interview on Thursday night as well. Now, for this podcast, I was absolutely delighted to be joined by Leandro Pasquai from uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. And uh, Leandro and myself met at Midwest a number of years back. He is a super guy. He's doing really amazing work in Brazil uh, with the Shadow Scouts marching band and organizing a number of different festivals and events. Uh, he has marched uh, Drum Corps International in the past, and now he helps to kind of pass that knowledge and that experience and that culture into the bands that he's involved in in Brazil as well. So I really hope you enjoyed this interview. I learned a lot, an awful lot from it. And uh, over to the interview with Leandro Pasquai. Leandro, we first met in uh, Midwest two years ago, I believe. Yeah, first, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure, Keith. It's always a pleasure to, I every week, 
I I watch your your show here. It's really cool. I also have very friends, very good friends here, as a Fernando from Venezuela, yeah. uh, John Philip. So it's really cool to watch this. And yeah, I think was in 2011, I think, or 2012. I, I, don't think it's very, I don't think it's even that long ago. I think it's probably only around 2017, maybe. No, sorry. Yeah, to, to yeah. 2017, I think. Mm. I think. Yeah, yeah it's funny too, because, I mean, my introduction to sort of the uh, drum corps world and to the marching show yeah. band world, it's, it's, it's all fairly new, you know? Yeah, it, it, you're right. You're right. 2017, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I think our mutual friend Mike Townsend introduced us, and uh, we've been we've been st we've stayed in contact since. And uh, this year, Leandro was due to be one of the judges on the panel at the Irish uh, Celtic um, Celtic Band Festival uh, this July. Um, so um, so we we would have actually got Leandro here to Ireland uh, this year, but unfortunately. We didn't realize what was coming down the line, um, but I know we fully intend to have you, you, you here in Ireland next year. Leandro, um, tell me a, a little bit about your, your background in marching band, in band, generally music education in, in Brazil. So I started in 1996 in my high school marching band. Uh, I started playing trumpet, but never got it. <laughs> it was really hard for me. So the Brazilian rhythm, the Brazilian music, it's really strong with the percussion, you know, like samba and all the rhythms we have here in South America and especially in Brazil. So I started playing percussion. Uh, I was playing surdo. It's a kind of drum in Brazil that we play. It's like a kind of bass drum we have in Brazil to play samba. And so I started with music like this, you know, trying to move from the trumpet for to to the percussion section was really fun. I think I think I, I start. It's it, I mean it's a running joke, isn't it? Most drummers just start off like on another instrument and end up on drums. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's really for my for my grandfather. My grandfather was really sad because he was a trumpet player. And he was really happy when I started playing trumpet, but after like four months, I moved to the percussion <laughs> section. So was really sad to see her him uh, his face, but it's it's okay, you know. Everything was right, so I still work out. with percussion. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> well, I mean, so, I've started re very recently to to learn a little bit of drums because I'm I'm teaching it for for, for young children. But right now, at the moment, the only use that my uh, practice pad get is to hold up my um, my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I start playing the march in the my high school marching band, and was really fun. I learned so much from them. And in 2002, I decide was my grade eight year. Uh, I decide to audition to DCI. Mm. So first, so can first in 19. Can, can I ask you? Yeah. So I was going to ask. I think you were probably going to go there. Actually, um, how did you get introduced to the idea of DCI? Like, what what drew you to DCI in the first place? Yeah. So in 1998. My band director and my high school band director, 
bring to us um, a tape with uh, the 1992 DCI Finals. Nice. And the first core I saw was Medicine Scouts, you know? Cool. The City of Angels show was off. Oh, really, really cool to see, you know? Awesome. And then I just put in my mind, I, I need to do this, you know? I need to march with these guys. I need to learn how to do these. And because the culture is really different, you know? Mm -hmm. Here is just samba, just, you know, Brazilian and South American rhythms, salsa, samba. So it's really hard to learn the rudimental uh, percussion and to play like they if you don't have the culture, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard to me. So in 1999, my band director decided to bring to Brazil the some, some core directors. And he was in contact with the Madison Scouts. And that year, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but it was like uh, uh, Southwind and Capital Sound, Drum Bugle Corps, the both corps has a partner with the uh, Madison Scouts or okay. something like this. So Pat Seidling, actually, yeah. he's, uh, he's a BD director. Uh, he was the Southwind band director, core director. And Keith G was the Capital Sound Core Director. And mm. both came to Brazil. Pat, uh, he, he's a percussionist, and mm -hmm. Keith was a trumpet player. So both came to Brazil to work with my band. And so every year, he, they, they just came out and work like clinics for the two weeks. Uh, so we learned so much from them. So when I finished uh, the high school in 2002, I decided to audition to DCI. And that moment, Keith G was living in Brazil. And so he helped me a lot with this. I sent my tapes for a lot of drum corps in there. <laughs> and then I decided to come to U.S. and start that dream, you know? Yeah. So I mean, in the yeah. It's it, and it, you. I just just to elaborate on you talking about the culture that it being so unique. I mean, I think that's what drew, drew me to drum corps as well. I mean, I'm I'm a latecomer, as I said earlier on, to the idea of drum corps. Um, unfortunately, I was a clarinet player, and I didn't find out about drum corps until I was 32. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, um, the idea of what drum corps is and, and that culture, I mean, it was like. Honestly, to me, I, I often describe to people it was it was what I was always missing in my life. You know, I've been part of different organizations and different bands and marching groups, and I always had this idea of what I wanted my bands and organizations to be, but they just never had the type of culture that I wanted to be part of. And then I was introduced to DCI, and I was like, "This was it. This is this is what I was missing." And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had the same. Fabulous. You know, it's a fabulous, very non-cynical um, approach to... Professional, yeah. It's amazing, yeah. It's so professional, you know. And I never I never thought they just have, like, my age, you know. When I saw mm -hmm. the first time, the tape, I said, oh, okay, these guys are really old, you know. <laughs> they, they are not, like, they are, they are from other planet or something like this, you know. Right. Because it was really different from, from my my 
country, you know. So we we have grand, we have really great bands here, you know, mm -hmm. great musicians, great. I'll say like like just like all around the world, you have great musicians, great players, and but they they don't move like they, you know, they no. don't do shows no, like I, this. So right. I mean, I should say as well. I mean, you know, I should <laughs> should should uh, quantify what I was saying. I mean, there are really good bands and great musicians and good marching bands here in Ireland, um, but yeah, they don't do what DCI. They just don't have that culture of excellence. In fact, I mean. If we tried to get kids to act in that same disciplined manner that DCI kids do, um, I think you know, I think parents would wouldn't accept it. Yeah. So, yeah. so in 1999, and I, I believe until 2001, 2002, every year we had Pat Island and Keith G coming to Brazil and working with the band. So I learned. So much from then, and then 2002, I decided to audition to DCI. 2003, I marched with the Blue Stars, and was a really, really, for sure, the best best experience of my life, you know, as a musician, because it was really hard to me. I didn't speak English. Uh, was really hard to learn English, and also to learn the techniques, because was you know, I, I played marimba in the Blue Stars, so. I had to learn there how to play with the Stevens technique. Actually, I, I was playing with the Burton and the traditional grip from the marimba. So I had to learn another grip there the, during the audition. Uh, so it was really fun. And I learned so much from then, you know? Cool. And what was the show that year? Yeah, Blue Stars, what was your show? Uh, the, the name was uh, Visions of Blue was really fun. We played, uh, our opener was Gevorkna, uh, Gevorkna Overture, I think, was the same, yeah, was the same, uh, the same music, same song, Cavaliers uh, did in 1992. So, was really fun. And that year we won uh, the DCI Division Three. So for me it was really cool because, yeah, we, I was my first time in the US, learn English in that time, learn about drum corps at that time, and we we did one, you know, we just got the first place, so it was really cool. Nice. That's a great and, and so you decided to audition again then in 2003. Sorry? You decided to audition again then in 2003, isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, when I talked to Pat Scheidling, he, he was in that time a uh, Phantom Regiment director. And he told me, hey, next year you, you must come to, to Phantom, you know? Good. And I was really decided to come to, to Phantom. But the for, for us in that time, the dollar was really, really expensive. And it was really hard to pay the, the all the tour and all the things. So I didn't get to to do the things for 2004. Okay. Fortunately. So you, you did it in 2003, was, but not 2004. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I marched in 2003. But, you know, I, I, I think about this because this started a new, a new cycle here in Brazil because I was here. In 2004 and mm -hmm. 
here happened in 2004, the first Wansby South American Championship. That was in two. Oh, well, that's 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 uh, that's that's some timing. Yeah, so I could I could help a lot of bands here. Mm. So was really good to me too, you know. Because and, and something that I should have mentioned already is that uh, I, I think I'm right in saying this. You you were the first South American drummer to yeah, yeah. TI as well. I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's a huge thing to be able to say. Oof, for yeah. me, it's you know, well, it's really cool. It's really fun. It's really yeah. fun. And after me, uh, three three students. Three students, mine, uh, March in DCI, you know, cool. so it was really cool. Yeah, 2009 was Douglas. He was marching Pacific Crest, this narrow line, and then Thiago was marching Caballeros from DCA uh, in 2012, I think, and then Gabriel Gabriel was marching with Colts in 2003, 2013. Now, so I mean, you've had you, you your legacy. You've really passed passed that on. Then, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. so tell me about so tell me about two thousand and four. Then tell me about the the world championships in uh, in Brazil in two thousand and four and how that's impacted because you've you've done a huge amount of work with Wamsby and developing Wamsby events in South America since then. Um, so tell me, so two thousand and four obviously was a very impactful year for you. Yeah, in 2004, uh, actually we had the South American. It's, it was a qualifying event for the, wo the Worlds in okay. 2005 in Brazil. So yeah. I, I was not working with Wonsby directly, uh, but I was doing clinics uh, from Wonsby Brazil, you know. So yeah. in 2004, I had a, a lot of clinics all around my country. Uh teaching percussion, teaching, you know, about the marching style. So it was really cool. We had in that event around 76 bands. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> and bands from all around the country. It was really fun to see. Yeah. So what was really important here for me and for all the Brazilian uh, culture in marching bands because – a lot of bands decide to start in style because we didn't have this style before, you know. Mm -hmm. All the marching bands here was like parade bands. Mm -hmm. So same, same series, yeah. 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 So to to bring these these groups to the field and do some show, you know, some hey, go ahead and <laughs> do some drill was really hard to change the mm -hmm. mind, you know. So <laughs> was a really important I understand. year. <laughs> yeah, you know how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so tell me. So, um, let's to take a step back a little bit for a moment, okay? Before we move into two thousand five and onwards, uh, for anyone that's as well, how does band in Brazil work? So, obviously, in Europe, we're more used to these bands being community-based bands. Over in the US, they're based in their schools for the most part, and you know, there's always exceptions. Uh, how does Brazil organize its bands? Are they community-based? Are they funded by government? Are they, um, you know, do the schools have any participation in the bands? Uh, so here, so if we talk about the style, uh, most bands from here, they they are like parade bands and like stop and play, you know? Right. So they, they march down the street, then in some place, in some moment, they just stop, 
play some some songs and returning to to finish the parade um the most bands here uh they are from schools but like they are they don't have money from the government so they have to to run uh and try to collect the money to you know to pay the buses to pay the food so it's really hard and the people here are really poor as all all the south american people uh it's really hard so the the people they don't pay to to march with the band or to play in the band it's mm -hmm. all free you know so okay. you don't have to pay for the uniform you don't have to pay for the food you don't have to pay for nothing and that things makes makes the the things more more difficult you know because everything must come from from the the board of directors and it's really hard you know how it, how yeah. how is it that's very i mean at least here in ireland i mean for the most part of, i mean i can't speak for any other band that i've been part of uh, that, that that i haven't been part of but i know my bands for instance the fees at least the, the, the kids will and you know, parents will pay some fees to be in the band and those fees go to pay teachers you know to come in and teach and uh, now we still don't have that much money i mean the band still don't have half as much money as they need and we have to fundraise for things like instruments and, and music and so on but i i i can't even um i can't even guess how difficult it must be if they don't have any fees and so so the, the teachers in those bands will, will they get a fee or will they do just do it for the pure passion of of the band most of them are volunteers you know volunteers yeah yeah so it's it's really hard you know when when you have like occupation like a job with band director is it's it's amazing because here mm -hmm. uh we have a lot of culture in the whole country but the most time the government they don't support us you know <laughs> so we do we do these for love in the it's most amazing isn't it uh, you know you see that in so many countries i mean you know, uh, my, my U.S. friends always say, you know, Ireland is known for the arts, you know, and yes, actually, we, we don't support the arts here. And, and I mean, it sounds it sounds like you're 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 kind of the same. I mean, I would assume that Brazil is a very musical country. I, I, I my 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 uh, picture of Brazil is 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 as a very colorful, bright, marching arts, musical culture. Um, but that's mainly because volunteers are doing the work and not because the government are necessarily supporting yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And when when they support us, we have to do what they want, you know, so it's <laughs> <Right>. hard. <laughs> so yeah. we 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 still in you still in the wall, you know. If yeah. you jump for the other side, problem. If you jump for the other, so <laughs> it's hard. And you have to be in the, in the middle and try to control everything, you know. Mm -hmm. Um we I'm so glad Right now, I'm I'm director of Shadow Scouts Marching Band from Piracaya, São Paulo, and I have all the support there. So it's right. amazing, and they they support us. You know, do what you want to do, and bring all the kids from the city to. It's a really small city. We have like two thousand uh, twenty-seven thousand people, so it's really small city, and. So bring all the kids to the band and do your job and we'll support you, whatever you want to do, you know? So this is really cool. But that's a exception, you know? It's not all the cities and all the bands will have this support. Uh, so this make my job 
easier right now, but was not like this ever, you know? Mm -hmm. No, it's amazing. I mean, like, obviously, I've, I've been following your work over the last couple of years and just seeing kind of the the bands and the, the groups that you, you've worked with and different things that you've shared. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing to see where the standard can go when you've got volunteers that really care about what they do, even if they're not being paid by the government or if they're not, you know, uh, well-supported bands, they might all be hand-me-down instruments like we have here as well. Um, but when you have a team of passionate people um, that are giving good leadership to a group, anything's possible. Yeah. And the kids, the kids just love these, you know. Mm -hmm. Right now we, we, I don't know, probably is not, we have this in all around the world, but probably in the, the poor countries this is more um concentrated so here if you if you don't take the kids from 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 the street to play in the band to march with the band probably they'll be running with the drugs you know really so is, is that is that a big problem um for for you and in the area that, that you're in sure and right. not not only in brazil you know mm -hmm. i i i have i have working with the bands in colombia and you know in mexico and all around the south america and we we do we we really have this problem you know if if the kids are not playing the band or in brazil for example playing soccer probably they get getting drugs you know in the street and working from from all these cartels we call so it's really hard it's really hard and so would you run into problems with, with your bands much, like with your band members? Like, w would you ever have band members that are verging on being problematic like that, where you have to sure. sit down and talk with them and say, look, you you have a choice to make here? You know? Sure. Last year, we went to, to US with Shadow Scouts. Yeah, we I've seen to... pictures. You went to Florida. Is that right? Yeah, we were, yeah. We were in the Florida Championship, Florida Marching Band cool. Championship. And we had we had a, a really really sad situation with this, you know. Um, the kid was, you know, under the age, so we had to 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 ask for the parents to keep the the passport and the U.S. visa. But the both the 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 dad and the mom they were arrested. They were in the prison. So I have to come inside and ask them for the authorization and they say no my oh, no. my daughter my daughter will not you know come with you guys so it was really sad and i had to explain hey you know it's hard because you are in that situation but your daughter she she doesn't need to come yeah and have the same life as you are doing you know you're having right now so please help us and we are, we are going to do all the support to to this kid of course, we, we don't say this for the old kids because it's going to be really, you know, strange and it's hard. It's hard to to expose the the, the kid like this. But for sure, we 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 always have uh, situations like this because here is really hard. Uh, so but it's really it's really. Uh, it's really exciting when we get these, you know, because yeah, I can imagine I mean, it, it must make the success stories all oh, more sweet. 
because the kid was not expecting not like nothing like this you know yeah so she never got sao paulo it's like just 30 minutes from here and then for some reason she was flying to us you know and going mm. to disney so yeah amazing it's, it's really cool for for day you know yeah. so was really exciting and we really it looked like a well, great tour um how, how how long were you in florida for with the band we stay there for 12 days well yeah I, that's what i thought it seemed like a long tour actually because i know a lot yeah, of bands go really to florida cool. and it's like you know three nights there one performance and you're gone uh, but it actually seemed like you guys did quite a significant tour actually yeah it was really cool it was really fun nice it was really fun how many people how many kids are in your band right now we are around 80 80 kids 80 students right. from and between, what would the age range be yes yeah, you're going to answer that yeah between between um uh, 11 years old and 29 years old you know okay so so the, to the non-kids it's, <laughs> it's hard and, but and, and with those 11 year olds would they all be beginners with you you do you take them from absolute scratch and yeah, bring yeah. Them all the way through yeah yeah they they learn how to breath how to hold the mallet that time it was really fun it's really it's really cool to see they when they are growing you know so it's mm -hmm. it's really exciting so tell me how is life in brazil generally right now at the moment and then uh, how are all your band kids what are you doing to try to alleviate some of this uh, this this coronavirus crisis right now at the moment ah uh, it's <laughs> it's sad you know because yeah. when 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 you have all these these all these things to 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 win you know like when you have drugs when you have all these problems this kind of problems and we have to stop everything because this mm -hmm. the first thing we start thinking is man who knows if these kids are in the street and start with this again you know mm -hmm. so in our mind in the director's mind we just think hey let's let's do our best to send videos to send you know everything we can so they can watch in home from home and work with us and try to do not give time to then start with drugs again or stolen some some someone in the street it's really hard you know uh we we think we, we really do think uh we don't have much problem right now with this with the kids from the band but we never know we have to yeah. wait all this this time you know pass and then we we'll see what's what's gonna happen but we are we are doing classes virtual classes we are doing um meetings we are trying to to ask friends from us and giving classes from us so they start like hey that this is really cool you know mm -hmm. i can i can have a teacher from all the countries and so it's it's a little different for them and even is because like they don't speak english we, we, you know um it's it, I, i've done something kind of similar with my, my own young kids in, in band the slow and uh, shout out to the band the slow uh kids kids tonight um but um yeah i mean john meaton uh blue devils 
uh, brass, brass caption head with Blue Devils. He did a video for like my eight-year-old trumpet players, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who, who don't know who John Meaton or the Blue Devils are, you know. But um, I'm I'm the one geeking out about you know these these opportunities that my kids are getting. But you know, we well before the coronavirus was out there, we had all of this technology, but we just weren't using it to um, to its maximum effect. I think. Um, you know, uh, I, I can't wait to maybe get you in to do a drum lesson with my kids at some stage, you know? Sure. Yeah, I know we talked about that, you know, so. Let's do it. Yeah. And this is really cool, you know, because when when they think, hey, I, I don't know what I'm going to do right now, so someone from other country, can, hey, I want to teach you something. So mm. this is really cool for these kids, you know? And right. that's that's make the, the, the work uh, still doing you know it's really cool yeah definitely well listen leandro it's 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 been brilliant to have you uh, on the show and what i what i'd love to do and what i'd love to do with most of my most of the guests is i'd like to get you back on in a few weeks time check in with you see how things are going um i uh, i suppose um uh, just to see how things are are going with your band and with you um so if you'd be willing to come back on and we can chat again maybe sure yeah Great. sure Right. Well, well, listen. listen th thanks, thanks, Leandro. If people would like to find out more about you or the events that you're involved in organizing or the Shadow Scouts, how can they find out more about you? Uh, we have the page on Facebook or Instagram. We have also account uh, Shadow Scouts Marching Band, and we have a YouTube channel too. So we are always posting things in there and videos and so and it will be a pleasure to to have friends from from ireland and all of the europe you know all around the world and changing the the ideas and learning from you guys would be so cool not only for me but for all the kids from shadow scouts well listen i know for a fact that we're going to get you here uh leandro uh, next year and hopefully to get the shadow scouts here to ireland really soon as well i just see uh john phillips uh is just after commenting there saying hey leandro best sending best wishes it was great to be there in 2014 so um he uh he's saying hello and uh then nick astasio uh I, I know he's with the bay million dollar band uh he's saying hello to, to, to everyone there as well leandro uh listen thank thank you so much um uh a, a pleasure having you on and hopefully we chat to you again soon thank you so much uh for having me it was really cool really cool to see you again we don't we yeah. don't chat for a long time and unfortunately, it was going to happen in Ireland this year, but with this coronavirus, was we have to change this. I, I really expect uh, and I really hope to see you in the next year in Ireland. And we'll make it happen. Also, also, uh, I I want to invite all the bands from from there. Uh, we have a uh, international festival here in Brazil. So if someone are interested to participate would be a pleasure to have you guys here and thank you so much for inviting me and keep doing your job it's amazing i'm really happy for you thanks leandro listen what i'll do is i'll put all of the links to your events and to your band and to all of that stuff i'll put it into the comments and into the into the uh, uh post details then as well and people will be able to go and find out more about all of that yeah and thank you uh john phillips it was really <laughs> fun to meet him 
he's a really great guy and I, he's a super guy. I just love him yeah 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 it's really fun when I meet I meet him you know and hope to see him again too brilliant well listen Leandro have a good day and uh, we'll chat to you soon yeah thank you so much have a great night now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, on a weekly basis, on a Thursday, I'm going to be bringing in a uh, colleague of mine, Jessica Harris, who is a music therapist here in Ireland. And we're going to talk about important topics such as health and well-being, mental health and any sort of general health issues uh, in relation to the music and band world at the moment. Jessica joined me on the live stream last week to uh, announce the the new part of the podcast and to give a little bit of a taster as to what we would be talking about. And as normal with Jessica, uh, anytime that I'm talking to her, it's really, really interesting conversation. And what was meant to be maybe a 10 minute taster ended up becoming more of a 20 minute interview about her work and all the various different topics that we wanted to get into over the next few weeks. So the next segment is sort of a longer taster than we had expected to do but it gives you a real sense of who Jessica is her real in-depth knowledge of this topic and the really interesting topics that we're going to be covering on a Thursday that is applicable to bands people and musicians all over the world so uh an introduction to Jessica Harris Jessica, <laughs> how are you I'm good. We're back. Yeah. We're back. We're back. Look, thankfully, people don't have to make do with uh, twelve hours of us next time. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe twelve minutes a week, maybe rather than, than, than twelve so hours. It went by so fast. It did. It felt. It felt like twelve minutes. You're right. Exactly. To us, it did. I'm not sure it did to everyone else. <laughs> All that beautiful music. I'm sure. It how did. how have you been since um, since uh, our music marathon since Easter Monday. I've been good. I've been good. Um, I had been prior to the music marathon. I've been taking a bit of time, um, to be able to do bring some of my work online. Um, I did a little course about, um, I suppose that the benefits and challenges of, um, of uh, online therapy, um, of delivering online therapy and been checking into a few logistical issues like um insurance and everything else so I just wanted to make sure I was very prepared um so I've been working online and um, with with some of my clients which has been really lovely um I think when you see people's faces you realize how much um you miss that connection to them and um and how um, and and seeing them miss that connection as well is really lovely. So, being able to ha- being able to engage them in that way and and um, keep that going. Um, yeah, I mean, I can I can imagine that the the um, work that you do on a daily basis it is very hands on and really connecting with people. So I can imagine that the yeah. current restrictions and yeah. the potential restrictions even moving forward for the next few months are, are particularly difficult for a music therapist. That's it. It looks a little bit different. Like normally in sessions, um, in face-to-face sessions, I would use a lot of improvisation, um, which is a little bit different because of, I guess, resources that people have available, instruments that people have available at home as well. Um, Yeah, so um, people have been doing brilliantly making making in their own instruments at home as well and some people are lucky they have um, are lucky enough to have keyboards and and uh, guitars and other instruments at home too um so that's so that's brilliant and so it does sometimes look a little bit different um mm. but i guess there's also really interesting uh, benefits as well you know sometimes people are in their very familiar comfortable environment um 
you have a glimpse into their home environments, which is kind of unique um, and can offer you a, a kind of a unique insight into that as well. Um, and then I, I guess there's the... Um, there's the the dynamic that changes slightly when you're speaking to someone online as opposed to face to face and how we're a little bit more open, a little bit more um, inclined, I suppose, to feel some freer in, in some of our uh, interactions and some of how we um, some of what we did, we um, share. So, yeah, so it's been really it's been really interesting. So it's. Um, yeah, it's just great to be. It's it's it's. I I have to say it, it's hard. It's it's hard not not being able to uh, mm -hmm. see people face to face and and continue work. But but it is it is great to be able to continue in this capacity and and be there for people however I can be. So there we go. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and, and like you know, um, I know I know how much of a people person you are. Um, so I can imagine that being able to see people face to face with this work will oh, yeah. will, will will make life uh, quite a bit easier and, oh, and, and, and a lot better for you. That's true. That's really true. You know me for a long time. Yeah, it I does. Do. It, puts, it puts a big smile on my face. You know, like um, to see people um, and even even to see them safe, well, happy. You know, is it's a it's important means a lot and and when i see that it means a lot to them to see me too that's really that's really special too that's really lovely as well yeah, yeah. well listen um we chatted last week and we we talked about how we could do maybe a little bit more work, work together i know a lot of people might be missing seeing the duo uh the co-hosts well. together you know so we have to give we have to give the audience what they want you know um so so we, we we've been talking a little bit about this idea around maybe a reoccurring segment around the idea of uh, not music therapy as such, uh, although that, mm. that certainly would be, would be a, a part of it, um, around the idea of health and music. And I mean, obviously the, right. the, the big elephant in the room right, right, right now at the moment and the most obvious thing would be, you know, with health and music is the coronavirus, um, but not just obviously about the coronavirus. That's not what this is. It's mm -hmm. just about the various different, I mean, it's, it's a huge topic, health and music. And yeah. the various different different um, roles that music can play in our well-being, be that physical, right. mental, uh, spiritual, even you know. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So 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 maybe chat about a little bit about some of the some of the topics that we're that we might sure. be covering over the coming weeks. Sure. I mean, um, we've been talking a lot, I guess, about um, the benefits of making music within our communities and um, within our bands, our choirs, our, our regular groups. And um, I suppose what we're what we're trying to do is is to maintain that sense of well-being that we get through music um, and, and discovering ways of doing that. Um, and we can so. Um, I suppose. And then we, we're, we're looking at how we can relieve stress through music and how we use music in our lives um, in different capacities to reduce stress and anxiety. And I suppose how we can, um, how we can um, be aware of and increase the impact that music has in our lives right now, really just to, to make our lives a little bit easier right now when we're all um, in, you know, challenged, um, so I'm, I'm, gonna our, take, I'm just going to just just to um, just to, to to maybe talk a little bit about that that one in particular because I just had an interesting conversation today and we can obviously talk about this more when it's a topic on the on the podcast. But um, the the area around music and stress 
And um, mm. I have uh, 50 odd parents right now at the moment uh, from my different students stressing out about trying to produce a video um, their kids performing because right. they have enough to be doing. So we had this whole conversation today with parents and with kids about the idea that maybe music might be adding to their stress. Um, so I'm going to play devil's advocate when we do talk mm. about this. We don't have to get into it right now at the moment. I'm just going to say I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one okay. and, and, and say maybe you know that maybe you know and, and look I know there's music educators and band directors um, in the US in particular who this is their job and uh, they so they they're they're in a position where they're saying well you need to do this um, to to justify what I'm doing for my career, but then we have kids and parents at home that are saying this is very stressful as well. So uh, yeah. it's it's an interesting topic right now at the moment where I some, think some music educators are maybe coming to a point where they're saying, well, maybe music isn't the priority right right now, at least for some people. I understand and appreciate what you're saying. And I guess that's kind of the beauty of what we're saying as well, because <laughs> it's not so much as about how we're progressing or or our musical education. It's more about really um, just allowing um, allowing and finding different techniques and um, different means of using music in our lives to reduce stress. So taking away that expectation of, of learning and, right. um, and progress and just um, finding lots of other ways, I suppose, of um, music to in using music to increase our well-being. That's um, yeah, and, and, and I mean, I suppose what I was saying there was a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I and I am looking forward to exploring that and seeing like, how we can just interact yeah. with music. Because you know, I think when we think of music, particularly as music teachers or as music students, we yeah. kind of think, well, music is about progressing you know and, and, and yeah. learning and getting yeah, we're better take that expectation away from what we're discussing yeah. here yeah we're taking that expectation that. away and and we're really thinking about well-being and and it's really interesting because um i think of some of these incredible fabulous traditional um musicians who really just learned because they picked up an instrument and they fell in love with the instrument they fell in love with creating music on this instrument and uh, sometimes it's it's incredible without those without the boundaries of those expectations um, right. what we can do and the beauty and the joy and the well being we can find through making and listening and, part, and engaging in music. So we're no, going to absolutely. I mean, one of one of my most uh, successful students, uh, she really just took off when I took the idea of doing exams out of the, out of the. Uh, yeah. question she wasn't that's just not what she, why she started to learn clarinet you know yeah. she started clarinet because she wanted to play disney songs that's not, oh, you know she, we all. Didn't, I that she was, was not interested <laughs> and i didn't realize this until <laughs> I, say to, I say to one of the biggest disney fans in the world uh, but you know she she that's why she started this and you know i went down the yeah. track of teaching her the same way as i taught every other student and i was uh, you know doing abrsn grades and all that uh, and it was one of the biggest lessons to me as a teacher was the actual you know actually just meet the student where she where her love of music is Absolutely. and and then progress on from there but listen i mean this and uh, this is typical of the two of us i mean there's no way that we're going to keep these segments so i only just asked you to list the things that we're, talking about we're already talking about them um there's no way we're going to keep this segment down to 15 minutes but um yeah. Let's, so some of the other areas that we might be chatting about over the coming weeks. Right. So we were thinking about, um, I suppose, how, how we use music, how we can use music to reduce stress or anxiety. We're thinking about um, 
um, how I suppose we could use music specifically um, in different um, for for those who have um, who may be on the autism spectrum, um, for those who who may have dyslexia. So I suppose some of the techniques and and tips that we we could use, I suppose, to reduce the stress in in um, in creating music for them and reading music and engaging in in creating music. And we'd also be really really interested to to um, hear about any topics that our our listeners might want to cover um because we'd be so happy to do that as well mm -hmm. really really happy yeah so if, people, if people have specific case cases you know specific questions yeah. that are very relevant to them at home right now at the moment um we don't need to you know if, if you're happy for us to read out your name that's fine but if, if you wanted to, to email it, myself in keith at bands of ireland.com um, yeah, you can email us in and we can talk about a specific case where we can you know have a conversation and um you know see whether we can you know, shed a light on, on yeah. some areas Absolutely. We might look at, for example, um, how we might be able to use uh, music um, with the maybe more elderly people that we love um, and care about. Um, um, how I suppose we might we might look at the impact, I suppose, of, of music in the community. That might be something really lovely to do because um, community music therapy is actually and community um community musicians it's it's a whole um very specialist um area mm -hmm. um thinking of barbara who has uh, right. yeah um which and, and to be honest i mean a, a lot of our our community bands um and and the lack of that opportunity yeah. to meet with each other and yeah, engage in musical activity at the moment that's something that we're yeah, we've been missing we for a number of months and we may be missing for quite a number of months exactly. yet. So I think that'd be really interesting to kind of talk about exactly. what that means to us all and what it is that we're all missing right now. Missing. Absolutely. In the light of what we're missing. And then maybe we could kind of brainstorm some suggestions for, I know people have been so, so creative, um, but maybe together we can come up with even more creative ideas about what we can do to sort of fill this um, creative um, community gap that we're missing connection mm -hmm. that we're missing with each other and um what we're missing and how we can begin to to fill that to fill that void a little bit you know um, it's, it's amazing here i go again i'm getting into mm -hmm. the topic and i don't want to but um it, it's amazing to see what the virtual band projects and you know yeah. that what, what that has meant to people i mean obviously anyone yeah. that wasn't part of the the, the iron skull project won't have seen um the the, the the interaction between people in in the virtual band group you know there was a huge mm. community effort to to produce that it wasn't just this video mm. of 90 seconds there was weeks and a month maybe of okay. interaction constantly on that facebook group people were seeking out the the, the, the community uh, much yeah. more so than what that 90 seconds can represent you know as, mm. as, as as beautiful as that final production is it was actually my favorite story of the whole project was how the people interacted with each other on the build up to it that's so true Keith and what you did there um so beautifully was you created another forum another type of community um of people who were involved within that and it was a, a wide community there were many people involved in it 
but I think that's Well, our last guest, Leandro uh, from Brazil, was involved in it. Uh, mm. And we had people from, uh, I know Christopher Fernander, clarinet player from Rwanda. Uh, he is going to be on the podcast on Monday. We had Lyle McDermott from uh, Tasmania. You know, we, we have this, and, and they're all still interacting on that group, yeah. which is really, really lovely. I mean, it, it, the community has surpassed even the project itself you know and that's really special and that's that's um i think a wonderful outcome to have from that and i think that it has it has um helped us to build a new a new form of community um we were also having a really interesting conversation earlier as well when we were preparing uh, to come on tonight um i mean none of us can predict when we'll be able to make music together again um and there's, there's lots, I suppose, a variety of factors that may come into play with that. But one of them, I think, definitely is is mental health and well-being. You know, the impact that um, creating music together has on our mental health and well-being. And, and we can't, um, I suppose, we can't negate that. We can't um, factor that out. We see people's people health always top priority without a shadow without 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 a shadow of a doubt but but um i suppose the mental health and and um impact of not being able to make music together definitely has to be um a factor when we're considering and thinking about when we can all get together again and make music together again as well as as well as the um the health impacts in the scientific um evidence surrounding the spread of the virus and and mm -hmm. and the danger that we're putting ourselves in um so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's an absolutely huge topic we'll be, we'll be we won't be short of uh, questions to answer and ideas to talk yeah. about um i know a lot of people that might listen to the podcast uh, are drum corps fans i know leandra that was on march yeah. drum corps as well i know the idea of health in the arts Health in music um, is a huge part of the um, the push to make drum corps better every year as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm 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 really interested in exploring this. I think I think one of the big stories of 2020 is health and healthcare, mm -hmm. and sure. and I think obviously you know we want to start talking about that maybe a little bit more in the music community as well. Um, so I'm really I'm excited to do this. I'm so excited to do this. I'm I'm absolutely so excited to do this. Um, I'm ready. I'm just so excited to be working and on uh, uh, online with you again as well. It's fantastic. I was like, uh, we're always we're always up for a conversation, Jess. Yeah. The, the trick to for all of our uh, listeners is going to be try and keep try and keep that down to fifteen minutes. I have a feeling yeah. we might push one or two minutes <laughs> over that each week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, listen, Jessica, thank you so much for, for popping on. I am touching on a one hour stream now, so I'm going to do people a favor and I'm going to um to, to, to let them go for the night. But uh, thank you, you so much. And we will see you next week. We're gonna go Yeah, the so we're thinking we're thinking therapy Thursdays. So <laughs> so don't forget if you're listening to the podcast, and it will just be exclusive to the podcast as well. So uh, myself and Jess will record um uh, the audio only and we will uh we'll, we'll put it onto the podcast and it means that myself and Jess we, we can record this anytime. We don't have to meet at the same time every single week. We can record anytime. We don't have to get dressed up. Don't, don't have to see my face either. We, it means that we don't even have to get dressed up for it, Jess. 
<laughs> so, uh, so if you want to hear that the, about um, health and well-being in the uh, in the arts and in music, um, tune yeah. in to um, the podcast released on a Thursday. But of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you can get that at any stage. And uh, yeah, Brilliant. Jess, is there anything else you want to add or anything that just if you have any topics that you'd really like covered? And actually, I think I think one one. One topic that we may cover is is around grief um, and loss and all its different forms that we're experiencing right now. Um, sometimes the grief and loss of not being able to do the things that we love doing, playing together, making music together, um, and sometimes um, tragically the loss of people that we love and we care for. And so that might be another topic that we look at as well. Um, but please do let us know. Do let us know. Um, and and uh, there will be upbeat topics as well. So please. <laughs> Don't worry. Everything is always upbeat. Listen, for anyone that hasn't met Jess, <laughs> Jess embodies the word upbeat. So even the uh, topic around grief might be upbeat in, in, in a very strange Aww. way. Um, no, thank you so much, Jess. Um, Jess, just before I go, if anyone would like to find out more about you before yeah, um, you. they tune in on, the, uh, on, on a Thursday of the podcast, where can they go to find out more about your work? Sure. So um, I'm on Facebook. I'm at Jessica Harris, um, Jessica Harris Music. I think it is it's music or mt um that's my professional page that you can find me on that we um share in the comments yeah that we had thank you so much that we had our marathon on i do have a website i think it's jessica harris music um <laughs> uh, you gotta uh, get this off for next thursday <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I got to perfect this. Um, yes, yeah, so they're, they're the two main platforms that you can find me on. Um, I I'll send them to over to you, Darlene, so we can have them on the available. Yeah, we'll, we'll put them on the comments. So if, if if you haven't been able to pick up from that where Jess can be actually found, we'll put it in the comments, and you'll be able to find it later on. Jess, <laughs> thanks thanks for joining me, and looking forward to um, having you on next Thursday. Really looking forward to it. Take care, Darlene. Okay. So that's it for the show today. Uh, thank you again for downloading and listening to it. If you'd like to find out a little bit more about Leandro or Jessica, you can head over to our website, bandsofireland.com forward slash the global bandroom. And we have pages up for every single episode with show notes and links to all of their various different information. So you can head over to that today. We're also again on Facebook. We're very active there on Facebook at the Global Bandroom podcast and also on the Global Bandroom Facebook group as well, where you can interact and make your own posts and post up any virtual projects that you're involved in. It's a great community. And we're on Instagram at the Global Bandroom. So thank you again for listening to the podcast. Stay safe, stay well. And we'll see you next time back in the band room.